Women Strong Women Talk is a YM Power podcast proudly produced by Our Bluff Community Studio. WSWT was born when two friends decided that enough was enough. Like the world at large, we found ourselves going through a major shift in what we wanted to say and what we've been given the space to say historically. I'm Ness and I'm the CEO and founder of YM Power Australia a youth mentoring advocacy service geared towards connecting young people with knowledge, opportunities and each other. I'm Tallulah. I am a social science student by day and a hard-working hospital worker by night. I love cake, activism and the colour yellow. When strong women talk, anything is possible and the shroud that currently surrounds us is lifted. We talk all things sex, politics, gender, spirituality and leading from friendship and compassion. We're so glad that you could join us. episode five of when strong women talk we're so pleased that you could join us today but before we begin we'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording this podcast the Gadigal land of the Eora nation and we pay our respects to elders past present future and emerging and anyone listening to our podcast today we're so pleased that you could join us Hi everyone! Woo, hi! It's Ness and Tallulah, and we're joined by our special guest, Lucky. Woo! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 Harmonized wooing. That was so good. We've had practice. Yeah. Didn't expect so. a drum roll though. Of course. <laughs> Are you happy about it? Yeah. Good. It's what you deserve and what you expect from I here so. on out. I think so. I think so. My own band. <laughs> <laughs> You walk into any room. It's just my cheeks when I walk in the room. You could just hire us. (laughs) I could do it for you. Yeah. True. Get us 20 bucks an hour. So today we're joined by Lockie. He is an avid fashion icon, a uni student, and a Y Empower mentee. Yeah. Woo! How are you today, Lachlan? I am great. I am super glad that I don't have to be in a corset for this recording. True. Tell us about your corset. Yeah, God, I've never worn one. How do you wear it every day? Um, Not every day, just (laughs) when I have to be seen in public. Um, You always look so snatched. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's working, (laughs) but Just be careful with your internal organs is all true. I don't tie a lace. Tight lace would be if I got a corset too small for my body and um, pulled it all the way shut. Which sure. I don't. I have the corset which is the right size for my waist and it's not even all the way closed. Awesome. So, yes. So what started you on your fashion journey? Pray um, tell. I guess like growing up on the coast where everyone dresses the same because they all shop at like Suzanne's or Miller's or whatever. <laughs> Um, oh, shots fired. <laughs> such an ass. That's not a read, it's just every single store. You may not have intentionally meant it as a read, but it came across a bizarre. <laughs> but they are very, like, um, backwards and homophobic on the coast, and I would get, like, hate and flack for wearing shorter shorts and a t-shirt. So I was just like, if I'm going to get bullied for wearing shorts and a t-shirt... Why not wear a corset and a mini skirt and still so you, you had like an, you had like an easy A moment where yeah, you were like right? fuck y'all. Yeah, easy A. <laughs> yeah, I rate that. And I'm sorry that that happened to you as well. It's part but of my I, journey. Yeah, I was just gonna say like I'm glad not that it happened, but that you were able to sort of overcome it. Yeah. And like make it beautiful because yes. your outfits are beautiful. Yeah, it like lit a fire under yeah. you, you know. Although no one told me I look like a mannequin for t- like two years. A mannequin? Yes, because all I would wear is outfits with no jewellery or no accessories. <laughs> <laughs> Why did no one tell me? A mannequin? I was like, where is this going? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so Do mannequins not have accessories? Well, no one puts jewellery on a mannequin. They don't have earrings, so they don't have a head. Oh, a lot of the time they don't have a head. Mannequins freak me out. They're one of my biggest scares. I think mannequins are quite interesting, right? Because most of them, like the female ones, yeah. don't have heads. Mm. Yeah. And their body is very, like... It's called, um, actually, in a lot of the like the fat phobia, like body positive community, they're called straight size. Mm. Sorry, anti-fat phobia. My brain. Mm. Not to do with sexuality, but okay. just like... like... Their um, 
what is seen as standard. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like it's also like the continual like dismemberment of women. Mm. It's like because I guess oh, here we go. This goes into a podcast that I listened to from Brene Brown, Queen Brene Brown, um, about how every major like oppression of a, any certain group starts with the dehumanization of said group. Yes. Through like language and also through actions and things like mm. that. And I think women in particular, like you either see our butts or like our boobs. <laughs> and that's kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> Like legs, CD covers, right? Legs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like every CD cover I had when I was growing up was like of a half naked woman from like the ass down wearing a G string or whatever. Yeah. And like cowboy boots. Well, that's just like objectification, right? Yeah. Mm. Just straight up. And dehumanization. Yeah. Mm. But like my brain went immediately to, um, sorry, trigger warning for this one because it's quite heavy but very interesting. As one of my electives in school, I did genocide studies, which is very left of field, very controversial for a um, university to do, because we talked about the continual genocide of Australian Indigenous people. Mm. But we also talked about the Rwandan genocide and how um, it was just community folk turning against community folk. And so, like, it was just literally, like, old mate down the road who was like, I don't like you because you... Are different to me mm. and it started from propaganda being like these people look like lizards these people like their ears and their noses and the their facial structure is different to mine and so we must hate them and we must yeah. kill them on the streets mm. literally how it started and it was just poisoning people's minds through propaganda and, and dehumanizing yeah. and fear and stuff yeah. like that yeah and, and in, the, in a similar way dehumanizing them yeah and it's crazy and then like once the genocide had finished, they just had to like live next door to these people, mm. being like, "You killed my mum, and now I have to just be cool with that." Yeah, and move on. It's incredibly in intriguing. The like um, in Nazi Germany, where like they the genocide of Jewish people, right? Mm. They were like where they were located is referred to as the ghetto. Yeah. And we still refer to places of the ghetto where like people of color live. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And. Like, how is that socially acceptable and acceptable to refer to a place where genocide happened and where genocide is still happening as the ghetto? That's what I don't understand. Yeah. I think a lot more is in our language than people realise. Mm. I think that's something that traditionally, like, young people get, like, a really bad rap for is, like, oh, I hate it when, like, people nitpick my language and stuff like that. And, like, but language can be quite powerful and quite important, especially when it comes to propaganda um, because it can be so pervasive, um, but mm. it also can be so enticing. Um, and I think that sort of um, seductive rhetoric needs to be examined for exactly what it's worth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, we were having this conversation last night, like a similar one, on the White Empower community meeting, um, where we talked about the language around femininity mm. and how it, like, in under the patriarchy, it equates to weakness. Soft. Yeah. Vulnerable, delicate. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, like, women are, are applauded if they show masculinity in some ways. Mm. But then again, it also gets switched on their head and people turn around and say, well, you're not actually all that woman. I mm. wouldn't love you and you're not worthy because you're not showing femininity in the way that I want it. Mm. And then um, Sondi, a friend of ours, brought up how it's similar for people of colour and especially black people because of the word black in the English language has connotation to being bad. Like yeah. being blacklisted and black-hearted and the black sheep and like just the yeah the same rhetoric behind that mm. like because humans use symbols right we use we assign meaning to things and then associations that, associations yeah and then like that is how we like live our lives we live yes, our lives off world. those kinds of things and so if you even though you it's all unconscious it's making an impact mm. and it's affecting people yeah and i mean you just have to look at what the worst thing you can call someone is. Mm. Especially a man. It's a pussy. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. It's like, but True. you came out of one. Yeah. It's literally a portal into another world. Mm-hmm. And all those straight men who like, have to defend their sexuality, they're like, well, you are what you eat. And I'm like, we get it, you're straight, you know? Just, <laughs> like, like, what is the insult? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, yes. And the masculinity side is like, yeah. oh, you don't have the balls to do this. 
Yeah. When balls are quite, in fact, very weak, you know, they're very very, sensitive. They're like exposed, like like, sitting outside the body. (laughs) And like, for someone who like has a little bit of a history of going for the gonads, (laughs) I. (laughs) It's just so easy. Like, it's just a direct, like, arm length for me as well because I'm particularly short. (laughs) And it's just, you know, if someone's being a bit of a douche, you just give them a little sack whack. Yeah. Awesome. It's not a strong organ. No, it really isn't. One tap on the ground, like, he's out. <laughs> the first thing they teach you about Stranger Danger is go for the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and if, I mean, since we're on the topic of it, we can totally admit this if you don't like it being mentioned. But, like... Oh. Th- <laughs> <laughs> is that where we're going? Or yes! No? <laughs> um, do you think... I was like, do you think? <laughs> I can't even get my question back. I'm sorry. I wish I could take this off, but I'm just naked underneath. Um, <laughs> do you think that having one ball has impacted your life? Oh, um, yeah, because I can wear women's pants without them getting twisted. True. <laughs> every time you say this to me, I forget that you say it to me, and then every time you say it to me, I'm like, Blown. There's so many options. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? No, I'm not gonna go there. But yes. <laughs> uh, thanks for answering all of these questions. Thanks oh, for good. bearing it all. All good. I, I don't mind. I'm a semi-open book when it comes to semi-open <laughs> book, except for trauma stuff. By <laughs> well, yeah, those pages are stuck together. <laughs> <laughs> me when you when you have like an art book and you do sketches that are like horrible and you're just like glue like <laughs> <laughs> a page over another page <laughs> like you want to pry it pry it for my cold dead body like that's correct. <laughs> that's correct um i did want to ask you some more questions though if that's okay, okay. yes um so i wanted to ask uh how you're feeling since you moved from small regional ish <laughs> central coast um, picked up your life smoke. to the big smoke um, and how you're settling in I mean it's very like liberating I guess like on the central coast everyone knows someone who knows someone so like I couldn't go outside without seeing someone I knew but in Sydney there's so many people mm. and if they are giving me a dirty look I'll never see you again <laughs> bye like True. who are you and if I can ruin someone's day by wearing a piece of polyester, like... Maybe their day wasn't worth... <laughs> yeah, like... Not ruining Do you have any actual problem? True. <laughs> so, true. It's like, you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> a piece of fabric wrapped in a circle. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's been very liberating, and it, um, my new roommates are super nice. Shout out to my new roommates. You can name them. Beck, Joey, and Brian. Woo! <laughs> Please listen to our podcast. <laughs> we, we met them at your housewarming, house yes. which was so lovely. Yes. That was such a lovely and unexpected evening for me. That was also the evening that I had all the downloads in Mac, Stanmore Mac is at 3am. Yes. Yeah. The downloads. Yeah. I just had like a bunch of downloads from the universe where I was like, ping, 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 <laughs> ping, and I was like crying at Mac is because I was just like... Spiritual awakening at Mac is. Yeah. Right yeah. Literally. Was I was like crying in her arms. She was like holding me and I was like, <laughs> Shout out to the Central Coast. I'm pretty sure everyone can feel that. True, but also that was the night that we took that photo of Tallulah looking like a like a disapproving mum, <laughs> like with a bun. Check out our Instagram. <laughs> no, yeah, like that was a very pivotal night, mm. and like so much happened, and yeah. so much was before realized. and after. Yeah. Yeah, a night to remember. It was really iconic, and I'm glad it was your housemate. Yeah, me too. Your housemates are so lovely, and I think it's very, very um, interesting how they are very similar in um, in characteristics to us, mm. and I like it. <laughs> it's yeah. like you were kind of looking for. So, for context, for those of you that don't know, um, we were gonna move in with Lucky, but then we decided not to move, and Lucky decided not to move with us. Um, and things just worked out differently. Yeah. And I think they worked out for the better. Yeah, they worked yeah. out really well. Like, yeah. I get to meet people, like, meet like, more queer people in Sydney, especially. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I feel like you're network. plugged into, like, a new network, which yes. is always so good. Yes. Um, but uh, his housemates are, like, kind of like us, but different. Yeah. 
<laughs> so it's like so, you wanted us there, like a little bit of us. Yeah, so we, we're like extremely flattered. So just, <laughs> well, yeah. just want you to know that. Because I have three housemates and there's three of them and it's like, Brian is basically taller, um, <laughs> Nez is basically back, and then Matt is like very similar to Joey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, um, I was just talking with Beck and we have like a lot in common in terms of like, you know, we both have a cat and we both like herbs, herbal, herbal remedies as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel very, very, um, very flattered, Mm. but also connected. Yes. It was very nice. It was. Yeah. I'm glad. I feel like each of us vibed with our counterpart. <laughs> I did not talk to my counterpart. Why? Why? That's such a that's such a you counterpart thing to do. <laughs> I bet you Brian didn't seek you out either. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> for reference, she just raised her eyebrows. That was it. <laughs> but yeah, are you happy? Yeah. Also, getting kicked out of the pool at like yeah. twelve yeah. o'clock was kind of fun. iconic. I still have no regrets because that was lovely. That was the last it time I got so to nice. swim. So far, mm. it's my yeah. first time swimming in a corset. Shout out. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> it was lovely though. There were so many stars out, and I think we were just really like nice. um, we were vibing in each other's company. Yeah. And I, I, maybe that's why we had such a good time because I remember feeling so grateful just like being able to like float on my back with all. Of, of you guys as well mm-hmm. like, Ooh, and there wasn't nice. too many people which was great I think yeah. it was like 10 of us in total so it wasn't like it was like the right crowd for the right environment yeah mm. I think a lot about good parties is right crowd true yes. because I've had some really really good parties and I've had some really really not great parties and I think the common thread between the good parties that I've had are like the types of people that are there the vibes that they have whether or not they're like high frequency or not and the conversation that's come out of that mm. well yeah some of the best parties is when like after a party you and like ten of your friends go back to one of your houses and just vibe yeah like that's the best part of yeah. the night <laughs> I don't know if you remember the party that I had in my house but we had like four groups of like five or six people just like vibing at different parts of the house <laughs> and it was just like my dream because it felt like being in a workshop because I was just like, <laughs> I would just like go to like walk over to one little group and be like, hey, how's it going, guys? Like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? And like join the conversation for like 20 minutes. And, okay, I'm going to go check on these guys now. Like, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Like, <laughs> and you had like the lighthearted conversations in one corner and then yeah. outside on the balcony, it was, it was like, like the deep issues with like politics. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's where I was like, okay, I'm going back inside. <laughs> like, need to do a glass of water. <laughs> You host very good parties. Thank you. I have to give credence to my mum. My mum is the ultimate host and I learned everything that I knew about hosting parties and being a good host and a good caterer from my mum. That's good. Yeah. It's a really, really useful life skill. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess it helps you with your workshopping now and stuff. Yeah. For Isma. Yeah. And Wine Power, which is good. What a plugger! You're yeah. so good. How did you How did you enjoy the Isma Take Control workshop? Yes, because for context, we just had our Take Control Isma night. Mm. The and first one. Yes, yes, the one that we were like talking about and amping up. It happened. It was great. It was seriously su- successful, and you did an amazing job, Ned. Thank you. With um, facilitating Thank and you. basically and running the show. Yeah. Yeah. And Tool, you did a great job with those girls. Thank you. Uh, Tool got assigned to a group of young girls aged 13 to 15. 10 to 12. 10 to 12. Oh, damn. Mm. I was way off. <laughs> um, but as soon as I met one of the little girls, Penelope, and she smiled at me, I was like, mm, yes, Tallulah. <laughs> she was, that was so sweet. And they were like, I love your makeup. You're so pretty. And I was like... Actually, I feel like you should tell the story about your hurt, more lo- your more love, less hate poster that you made. <laughs> okay, well, for one of the workshops we had to do with our group was um, come up with a solution to one of the issues around social media. We talked. There was four girls. Three were 12 and one was 10. There was me, and we talked about one, one of the biggest issues being hate and cyberbullying. And then so we came up with a campaign... And we made like posters for the campaign for how to solve that. And mine was, I just like cut a heart out of felt, like folded it and then cut like around. 
I, my first reaction when I like looked at it was like, oh, that's not good. And they were like, no, it's so cute. It's adorable. I love your heart. And I was like, oh, well, thanks. And so I just like stuck it down and then wrote more love, less hate. And like, it wasn't as creative as theirs. We have a couple of theirs actually up on our wall now. But yeah, they were just so supportive and so lovely. So lovely. I love that our difference makes us closer. So cute. Yeah. And and the youngest, the little 10-year-old girl, she wrote, um, life isn't perfect. And had like embarrassed, sad, happy, excited, like in the corners, like being like, these things happen. So insightful. I think, honestly, my honest opinion is that the next generation of kids are on like a new whole level. We're not ready for them, but like we, we gotta be. (laughs) Well, they're literally called the Generation Alpha. I love that. Yeah. So much in that. Mm. What age group is that? They're like... A few years ago, I read this generation's book, and it said that they were seven then. Okay, so probably like eleven. Oh wait, no. I know that my one of my cousins, both of my cousins on one of my sides is um, Alpha, is in that generation. Yeah. So, Mm. but I think like they're just born into this world where there's just so much happening, right? Yeah. Mm. And like, there's no way that you'd be able to like grow up without at least you know gaining a world view yeah, by the age of like 15 yeah. well I read this thing last night I posted on my story actually about how um, we now I saw this yeah we yes. now take in more information in a week than people 100 years ago took in in their entire life yeah. Jesus yeah. like so no man, like no wonder we are under so much stress and anxiety because like that's so much for our brains to process and so like I think it's it really shows that like if you literally just survived the day then like good on you yeah Yeah. like be really proud of yourself because like there is so much a going on right now but b just going on in the world Mm -hmm. in the last few years in the last like 20 years like it just every year it just gets so much bigger 100 and you know tagging on from that like yesterday was probably one of the first proper days that i've had like off for a very long time Mm. before the community meeting that we had and I like I was like okay I'm gonna go to the park with my partner Mm. and we're just gonna sit in the sun and read and like just be I think as we're we're meant to be and I think that was just so good for me personally because one you're able to ground by getting connected with mother earth Um, and then two I was just thinking so much about like how this is probably what every person on earth would probably be rather doing instead right. of just taking a step slaving away slaving yeah. in a nine yeah. to five. And I was, then I was like thinking about all the times that I was like 12 floors from the, from ground, like desperately miserable and unhappy. And then I was like, never again. Yeah. Yeah. Literally never again. I was talking to a workmate of mine. Um, he was like, I would never want to work in a Westfield. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. And he was like, oh especially God. if I lived in an apartment building with an <sighs> underground car park. Because you get up, you might be working like a 12 hour. You get up in the morning, you walk down to your car park, you hop into your car, you drive out of your underground car park into another underground car park, you get out of your car, you walk into a shopping mall, into your workplace, you work 12 hours, you don't go outside because you just go to the food court for your lunch break, you don't see the sun, especially you don't see anyone really other than the people you're serving and your workmates, then you go home again do the same thing repeat. do the same yeah, thing repeat it and, repeat, yeah. and then you just like like how fuck that's that okay. like blows my mind true I'm just gonna come out here and be like shout out to Faye <laughs> who works at Maya and, and lives in an apartment <laughs> <laughs> that's immediately who I thought of um absolutely not dissing your lifestyle oh no 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 I just, it's, it's not, but yeah it would be hard yeah. so mad respect to you as well for doing that yeah. especially yeah, you have to listen to the same like seven songs over and over again true and oh, in a oh my god don't store. even talk to yeah. me about that rip, rip, rip Christmas time honestly like I, why I carry a lot of Christmas is you is like starts playing in November <laughs> I worked I like my first job was at Spotlight which for over like international like 
listeners that's like a home arts and craft store arts and craft yeah yeah i that was my first job and i was over the christmas period oh no and i can't listen to michael buble anymore (laughs) and like this was so many years ago but i can (laughs) and i can still just like tell you his lyrics off by heart oh no (laughs) like it's crazy it's true i do love spotlight but i don't like malls I yeah. have to say. And I, I think we had this discussion yesterday at Central Park Mall. Mm. But I think malls, they purely exist to make you want things that you don't have by inflecting yourself on, like, reflective surfaces to make mm. you think that you're not good enough. I Interesting. I read this thing that um, so certain stores have, like, a skinny mirror, mm. which basically is, like, it's like it's like a convex or concave mirror. Don't right. at me because I'm I, I understand a, what you're saying. Um, though, yes. But it's, like, one of those mirrors that's curved and it makes you look, like... 10 or 15 kilos lighter it would be so you're like oh my god I look so good in this yeah and then you take it home and you're like and you look in the, you look in your bathroom mirror and you're like this didn't look like what was on the store <laughs> and it's like it's so bad yeah yeah. I've only heard about it happening in America and yeah. I think Australia has that I think but... it's like a very like um bad self-esteem for profit model that a lot of malls operate on yeah because otherwise how would they make any money right yeah if people were truly happy with themselves and like just happy wearing you know comfortable clothes then they wouldn't need to really have as many stores or as many (laughs) clothes or as many items as they do Mm -hmm. and that is why i'm waging a war on the fashion industry not your fashion industry you do whatever you need to do can you design me moo moos because i (laughs) am that's my new lifestyle code um i am mostly wearing moomoos these days she currently is i'm currently what i'm wearing oh okay so it's like a big ass poncho but But it's it's like a a blanket material it's got arms yeah it doesn't have to be blanket materials i have summer moomoos this is my only winter moomoo okay but it's just real comfy touch it she's soft yeah i mean that is comfortable yeah (laughs) yeah and like i just feel so free underneath like i'm only wearing like small tiny booty shorts and i'm just happy yeah you know i'm like wow like I'm just hanging out like I was meant to, you know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so... But it's all about choice, right? Like... True. Um, but also, can you design me moo-moos? <laughs> Cute fashion prints. Yeah, yeah. Like galaxy They're really moo-moo. easy to make, yeah, too. True. Can you make me a galaxy print moo-moo? I'll cry. You only have to do a few yeah, seams. Yeah, fold seam and then cut out the armholes and the head hole. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. give me money. I know. Well, I, I like wearing tight clothes because it's, like, very liberating as, like... Um, Someone you, who has been like fat shamed there. Yeah, I was life. actually gonna say because also you didn't have the like the freedom to be able to do that in the yeah. past, right? Yeah, a, a plus size person can be hot too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying tight clothes are hot because there are, I don't know, I just like certain silhouettes on myself that I, I find liberating for myself. Absolutely. And it's like um the skinny jean craze with like millennials. Like, I don't know what the war happening on skinny jeans is, but yeah, uh, for a lot of millennials, skinny jeans were like. A way to embrace your curves because mm. they hug they hug they, they yeah. hug your thighs and it was a nice way for people to embrace like having thick thighs and stuff like that mm. and that's why I find certain clothes liberating for myself that's so cool yeah yeah Go I off. support it mm. yeah as long as you're like happy and comfortable that's the most important and you don't thing. hurt your body don't hurt yeah. your body yeah. that's what that's why I've never worn a corset because it, it's just painful yeah. I find, so and I, just, I and I know that you like you don't just find it like in that. Your corset. Yeah, yeah, and like I know that you said before that you don't mind being uncomfy sometimes, yeah. as long as like the look is there, and like yeah. I completely respect <laughs> that, but I just can't, and so like I just would warn to like be careful and look after yourself. I I used to be there. I used to be like a waist trainer gal, and mm. I used to wear like spanks and stuff. Spanks, yeah. Just because I was like, it makes everything look super streamlined <laughs> and like really nice and tucked. Um, and I've just fallen so far from that. And, like, okay. I'm not mad about yeah. it at all. Like, because I'm so much more comfortable, if mm. I'm honest. Like, mm. I, um, like you wear whatever you want. But for me, I'm, like, I'm, I'm done. I'm tired of, like, having to be, like, this bit is sticking out. Or, like, oh, there's a little bit over here. Like, it just happens. Yeah. I think we need to, like, either be okay with it or just, like, change what we wear. Mm. Well, human bodies are, like, first and foremost, functional. They're yeah. here to keep us alive, and they yeah. all have their own functions. And so, they're going to look the way they're going to look. You know what I mean? Like, I, we can't 
expect everyone to look robotic and perfect because mm. how boring would that be yeah and like in saying that though there's also like a level of um perception that i think women experience when it comes to fashion and things like that so when i say i'm having like a bit of a war with fashion i don't mean necessarily like fashion i mean like what fashion means for women yeah mm. um and what fashion has meant to me traditionally in the past well it's like as women age um they have to like get lipo and like lip injections and botox just to look beautiful but when men age it's like oh they're silver fox yeah yeah you know it's that double standard of like men can age gracefully and peacefully without losing their like Mm. you know I don't know how to explain it they're like appeal appeal yeah Yeah. that's it um and but like women it's like um she just turned 40 like use by date that biological clock has gone ding dong yeah I yeah I don't understand what you mean with the war on fashion because it's just that whole industry is well I just I was there I was so there like the first day I went to uni I wore the most uncomfortable outfit that I can probably ever think (laughs) of and like I think back to that and I'm like wow I have gone so far the other way like like this doesn't have any other support other than armholes and a head hole like um and I'm just yeah I feel freer and yeah. it's, a, it's a really good feeling I go out like two or three times a week so I have to be uncomfortable two or three times a week that's true at home I'm just like this is true. Shorts and I, feel like, I feel like you have the space to be able to do it now and you're working you're volunteering at an op shop is that yes. correct yes so like that's something that I feel like you're, you're young like enjoy it do mm. it um, but I'm not <laughs> yeah I just think of that <laughs> but I'm not <laughs> like I've been there and I'm like it's time <laughs> I just want to be that like unattainable like queer gay yeah. that works in an op shop get it you know, like, oh I'm quirky <laughs> I'm not like other girls you know <laughs> I volunteer in an op shop <laughs> I love it I love it yeah. I think um, you should also get like a part time job in a, in a cafe as well as a barista and then yeah. be like the ultimate unattainable like you just need to get a facial piercing in some way Ooh. I used to have a septum but uh, I didn't I, I liked it because I could change my appearance like almost instantly I would just pull my septum down and tuck my hair up into a beanie now I've heard your mum tell the septum story so many times oh I'm not that whenever you mention your septum that's all you think that's of that's all I think <laughs> of <laughs> it's like ingrained in my memory I'm seeing cut this out if it's illegal um <laughs> what's the statute of limitations on shoplifting do you have Joel, Joel no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of effort. I mean, it's a lot of money I saved, hypothetically speaking. <laughs> we'll cut it. It's okay. It's, it's hypothetical. I mean, <laughs> um, hypothetically, if I was to steal that, the septum story is just that he came to show his mum his septum, and his mum was like, "You look like a bull." Yeah, or a cow, whatever. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Jokes on her. I wear cow print now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, Doja. <laughs> We're keeping that in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we totally went off on a tangent. Lachlan, how did you find the tech control of that? Oh, that was like half an hour ago. Um, (laughs) So I thought it was really great. So I was like on um, the parent, teacher and like adult table. Yeah, yeah. And that was very fun. I felt like very mature. I mean, ever since I was like a kid, because I have like the age gap between my brothers, it's like three and four years. When we go to family events, my brothers would be sitting with my older cousins at the adult table. And I'd be sitting with, like, the, the seven-year-old, like, cousins at, like, the kids' table. And I was, like... So, eventually, I would just, like, get my or Tom to sit on the kids' table. And me at, like, 14 would sit at, like, the adult table. True. True. Because <laughs> I was just, like... I, I don't know. I just... Prefer yeah. the company of adults than you do yeah. of children. I mean, kids are unpredictable. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Whereas, like, adults are just, you know, boring, so... Not, not boring. Like, they have... In, like interesting stories yeah. and I can have like Aww, a that's nice like a, a deep and meaningful conversation with them without yeah. like give me a piggyback you know <laughs> you know like I just can't deal with that <laughs> I'm really glad because at the beginning of the event I think you looked at me nervously because you were like and I was like okay don't worry I won't throw you into the deep end <laughs> and then I was like go facilitate a group by yourself like <laughs> At least it was the adult group. That's why I feel most comfortable. I'm so um, glad. And it was really great. We had like very interesting conversations, and we were talking about like how social media affects the perception of like um, the ideal body type, 
and how it was like uh, like hourglass is like the the ideal body type on social media but I was sitting there in a corset while I was saying that and I, it felt very ironic like fully since just like yeah, like like the Tell hourglass more. shape. <laughs> Tell <me> more. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Did anyone in your group make any solutions or anything? Um, it was it was more like because um, we did like what did we know, what don't we know, and um, what we wish we knew, and we were just like we we bounced off like every single topic you came up with, and we came up with a couple solutions of like um, there needs to be like a Instagram kids, Facebook kids version if you get what I mean because like they don't check the age right um and anyone on Instagram can like find anything mm, mm. so there needs to be like a kids version of the app a limit an yeah. age limit yeah or like even if uh, even if kids are going to use social media there needs to be like stuff they can access and stuff they can't yeah like age restricted content content or something you know mm, mm. I think we can find a way around that though True. I mean, just don't like kids on social media until because, they're like 13. <laughs> because, like, I got Facebook when I was 10. Same. Well, so and I put the I put a different age. Mm. Some, 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 people say, some people say that um, providing, like, identification and then also having it be sort of, like, when you're 16 and you're eligible to go for your license, then you're eligible for social media. Yeah. Which I think is an interesting concept, given how unsafe it currently is. Yeah. Like, I, maybe... I do think, like, FaceTime and stuff like that is fine because, I mean, like, especially if it's 16, what, that's, like, year... 10. 10? Yeah. So you're already, like, in your last year of high school, basically. And, you know, those high school kids are going to find a workaround to get social media. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I personally think, like, anything after, like, 13 or 12 is a good age because you shouldn't be, like, 7 with an Instagram. True. Like, when I was seven, I was just, like, playing in dirt or whatever. <laughs> Picking flowers, like... He was. He really was. I love that about you. I think that is one of my favourite, favourite love facts. I can just see him running around in the fields, like... Oh, so I used to play um, rugby union. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? It's such an opposite... Sports. Um, <laughs> but I, no, I was never, like... Ooh, I, I, I would, like, skip out onto the field... And before the game, I would like pick out the like the, the sunflowers and like the dandelions, Aww. and then I would like skip out into the field and be like, "Hey, yeah." So that was my. Want to play ball, guys? <laughs> Your little like bouquet of flowers. <laughs> that was my rugby union experience. Um, wasn't like everyone else's, I assume. But yeah, I don't know. Sports is weird. I mean, sports is it's fun, but like, it's just like too competitive, right? Like, it's the, a complex the, game of fetch. That's literally what it is. I mean, it really harks back to a lot of what I think our society is literally, like, very loosely strung together on. Like, Mm. it's literally just holding us together, right? (laughs) And it's like, I played catch with my dad 20 years ago, and now I'm going to play catch with my son tomorrow. Like, that sort of stuff. And I think that's why sports is so I think that's like I don't have that problem with that because it's like full circle moment right of like you patch with your dad and then you're but then the opposite side of that is like if you won't play catch with your daughter well like that but also if football wasn't on during the pandemic there would have been riots in the streets right or like yeah the double standard of how like the entertainment industry is they only care about the sports in that like they don't care about dance they don't care about theatre they don't care about like um, performers like when COVID hit they were like we don't care about you. That's right. But if you're playing rugby league... <laughs> and, like, not to mention how much of a price and, like, wage difference there is between male and female, female. sports yeah. of the exact same calibre, the exact same league, um, and level of skill, it just, it drives me kind of up the wall sometimes. Well, it's just sexism, right? Like, that's all it is. <laughs> I think, um, for those of you who, I think we've mentioned this before, but Moxie is a really, really great film. It touches on female sport. Maggie, our cat, is playing with a bell. That's what <laughs> that's that what is. You can see. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, she stopped. Yes. Um, but, yes, Moxie is a great film. It does touch on the sports mm. inequalities that a lot of female sporting um, people face. And I think if you are free and you need a good watch, you should watch it. Yeah, I would recommend. It was actually quite good. Also, it's like the feminist agenda, which is... Great, always great um yeah but I I don't have any problem with sports right but I feel like 
kids sports should be lighthearted. Mm. Like you have those helicopter parents who are like following their kid down oh, the track and they're like, no. Go Billy or whatever and I'm like yeah. Go Billy <laughs> Billy Billy Elliot reference. You turn English. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and it's just like they're literally eight, just like let them kick the ball. Right? Yeah. Let them let them like you know, just let them be. <laughs> yeah. And like have a participation trophy. This is mm. true. Um, so my sister used to play competitive soccer when she was little and like she always wanted to be an attacker um, and like be at the forefront of the game but the guy who was coaching just had something against my sister and kept putting her in defense Wow. and so <laughs> it was one afternoon my mum took my sister to this game and um, she was like running for it and she moved from defense because she had the ball she got the ball in defense and then she just decided to like kind of gun for it nice um and then the coach was like get back in defense <coughs> like screaming at my sister from the side of the field like, how old was your sister she was like eight or nine at the time wow. and then my mom comes ripping down the side of the field <laughs> and she was like god like <laughs> like screaming so at her to like that's support. and she gold yeah she scored a goal there's nothing wrong um, with supporting your kids yeah. but it's also like like getting angry at them for missing yeah yeah like, or like at, so like get ripping on umpires for like calling right? or yelling at like a 10 year old and being yeah. like how did you miss that yeah it's like they're literally 10. They're 10. Like, you're yelling at a 10 give them a break. You are 50 years old yelling at a 10 year old. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is this a power play or something? Probably. I think <laughs> it makes them feel bigger. Mm. Um, we have a few really exciting things happening in our YMPOW community coming up soon. We do um, indeed. So the first is that we are filming a really exciting podcast for you guys um, next week on Wednesday. Um, we have a special guest, much like this week. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are chatting to Yemi Penn. Um, she's an entrepreneurial mindset coach, um, and she's just done so many things that I think we'll probably be talking for a couple of hours, if I'm completely honest. Um, but hopefully um, you guys tune into that. Um, and also... Um, have a look at what we will be launching very very soon we're going to be launching our patreon account as well so um, if you like what you hear then please support us and please subscribe um, to ensure that we can continue doing this really awesome work Um, you know we're going to put food on the table somehow currently as it stands you can um, donate five to fifty dollars a month the fifty dollar people are big vips they get big stuff coming Big benefits. Big benefits. Yeah. But we love them all the same, like the $5 people. Um, and each tier is named after a crystal. Yeah. Which is pretty exciting. And if you cannot donate, don't feel pressured to. We know it's a troubling time during COVID and the panoramic, um, pandemic. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, we're like it's, you know, it's a scary time. So like, if you don't have the money, don't feel pressured. That's right. That's right. And yeah. we have, so the crystals that we've chosen um, are Obsidian, <coughs> so those are our $5 supporters. Our Citrine supporters are the next up, Amethyst are the next up, followed by Sapphire, and then Emeralds. Ooh. Emeralds are our big hitters. Yeah. And each person that signs up as a subscriber will get a little card um, with a crystal of the tier that they signed up to, oh, which is super exciting, and I'm super excited about it. So, please, please stay tuned. Please support us. We would really appreciate the love and support. Um, and yeah. But keep updated with our episodes and also with our, our social media because we will let you know when it's launched and become a part of our little Patreon family. Woo-hoo! And for our Wine Power community family, we have so much happening coming yeah. up soon. The biggest thing um, that we want to impress on everyone is our community dinner, our first community dinner taking place on the 11th of June. Um, so if you would like to attend, please get in touch with us and we can register you for that event. Um, we also have our hybrid um, meeting on the 9th of June. So that's on Zoom. Um, and you can tune in from home, from anywhere in, in Australia, because we have mentors and mentees in Brisbane, in the Northern Territory, in Victoria. So please 
um, tune in to our community meeting. It's a really great opportunity for us to sort of share stories and share experiences. We had our last one last night and it was really lovely just to be able to connect with everyone. Um, and Maggie's at it with the bell again. <laughs> She's having a lot of fun. Hopefully a new buddy program with the International Student Hub um, from Sydney Alliance. So that's pretty exciting. Stay tuned for more on that. Um, if you've ever been concerned about international students, if you've listened to our podcast where we've mentioned our concern for international students, um, please get in touch and we'll get you hooked up and hooked into the program. Yeah, because yeah. they were just kind of like, like hanging. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason I got into uni is because they accepted way more people through early entry because international students weren't coming in because of COVID. Mm. And they were just like basically left out to dry, basically. Yeah, with no support. No support. And yeah, I know like a lot of people um, are stuck here, travelled over to study and are stuck here and they can't go home because of right. the flight restrictions. That's right. Yeah, it's cooked. But again, plug in if you'd like to hear more and get involved in some of the advocacy work that we'll be doing in that space. Yeah. We'd also like to take this moment to really um, get you all excited and plugged in about our producer, Matthew Jeffries' newest EP release coming out very soon. Very exciting. Um, it is very exciting. It's called Funk is for the People, um, and I think it's just going to be quite magical because it's, it's, all of the words are just very... Um, resonant with what mm. is happening in our world at the moment and I feel like as a musician um, Matthew has the ability to really speak to our experiences um, and that's something that I think a lot of musicians should do a lot more of and I think we would live in a better world if a lot more yeah. musicians did do that mm. um, so please give it a listen um, he also has an existing one on Spotify already called No, no More Mistakes, Mistakes which Tallulah and I feature on, and so, so there's a few other people. Lucky Health Radisson. I have a producer credit on yeah, one of the songs. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, get around it. Um, our block, community radio and studio, is going to get its, its legs up soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's very exciting stuff because we're all kind of just realising our dreams at the moment, and yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a vibe. It is. It's a summer vibe. Yeah. It's a summer vibe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it a summer vibe or is it hot girl summer? Both. True. Hot girl bummer. <gasps> True. Um. So <laughs> <laughs> we are also next week planning on hosting our first um, PowerPoint topic evening, um, where each of us are coming prepared with a little controversial topic controversial not so controversial topic um and Lachlan has chosen um why gender reveal parties are out and why divorce parties are in so <laughs> stay tuned um we may even record his presentation yeah I'm very excited about socials. it I'm very excited um but it's just an opportunity for us to really um I guess present something to people who we care about Make each other laugh. Yeah. And also get more confidence in speaking. And right. make PowerPoints. Yeah. Tallulah today, we were, we were having a bit of cake, and she was like, I'm actually so excited. I love PowerPoints. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> the transitions. The honeycomb transition. Yes. yes. I'm going to make a Canva PowerPoint. Okay. It's going to blow maybe your PowerPoints maybe make out of the water. I'll make a Prezi PowerPoint. Whoa. <laughs> I hate it when people did that in school. They were like... Actually, mine's on Prezi. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I have Microsoft PowerPoint. Like, sure. What are you going to use? Microsoft PowerPoint. It's okay. never she's failed a, she's on me. I've always used Google Slides because yeah. it's free. <laughs> Canvas free. I know, but... I know Canvas free? I'm Canvas' biggest advocate. <laughs> Anytime anyone's like, what about Canva? I'm like, download it. Not sponsored, but could be. <laughs> Sponsor us, Canva. I would love that. Actually, that's not a bad idea. I might cold email them. <laughs> be like, hello, I am a podcaster. And I also use your programs to develop every single one of my programs. <laughs> Please sponsor me. <laughs> Give me free membership. But yeah, what a good time. Yeah. 
thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. Oh, good. It was really fun. I'm um, so glad you had fun. If you'll ever need anyone to come back in, oh, of I course. Super down. I well, was so ever, nervous about this, but yeah. If you're ever here, yes, and we're just like, hey, we need to put another podcast down. Yeah. <laughs> jump on because your brain, like we were just talking about, your brain is so fast. <laughs> you have so many topics, and you see the world so beautifully. Yeah. Just quickly talk about how you were like. Um, in marriages, when it says, um, to death do us part, is everyone in heaven single? So, um, because I have, like, I'm very, okay, so, I like to think of myself as, like, an eco-warrior, but, um, my showers are super long, and that's something I have to work on. So I have a lot of shower, like, my water use is very high, so I have a lot of shower thoughts, and one of them I had, um, was that, like... Um, in marriage, you say, till death do us part. So I'm like, does that mean everyone is single in heaven, if there is a heaven? Um, and like, what if you die ten years before your partner? Can you start dating again in heaven? And can you get married again? You know? This but then true. it'd be to eternity do us part. This is true. Yeah. And I mean, I guess this is the place to go meta, but not to get too meta. That is on the premise that heaven exists. Yeah where I kind of am in this state where I believe that heaven and hell are currently available to us on this planet. At oh, the yeah. I mean, mm. hell on earth is a hello. <laughs> mm. But there's also heaven on earth, you know? True. And that's very attainable. Um, and I think yeah. sometimes we don't think it is. I also do believe a little bit in reincarnation in certain people deciding to come back to earth if they have unfinished um, and unresolved business mm. um, and or trauma. Yeah, I believe that I've had many lives before. And I think you have to. Yeah. And I and I um actually have written on my um closet doors, this is heaven. Because it's a cute thing to say for one. And it's also like sort of like a little mantra for me that like be in the present. Mm-hmm. Don't look forward to something that comes when you're legitimately dead. Yeah. Yeah. This is heaven, this is what Ooh. life is for. Exactly. And so yeah. much of our society we teach people to really just work until they can't anymore Mm. and that's just not a really good quality of life no not any insult to people who do that currently or who have done that but it's also been done under the premise of that your only value and contribution to this world is what you can do in work capitalism physical labor as well right people who work office jobs always get treated they aren't actually doing work because it's not hard, tough, physical labour. Yeah. Like, they're still working 40 hours a week for, like, 40 years. It's so crushing to do that kind of work. Like, I've done ends upon ends of data entry, and I've wanted to go home and just... Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I I totally get that. I mean, what, the retirement age keeps on going up. Yeah. I don't know if my... So, my grandparents migrated here from Chile in 1985, three days after they arrived in this country they started working in a factory and haven't stopped since so oh i don't God. know what their retirement plan is Wait, i don't think uh, that they how long have they been in this for um for like the entire time they've been here yeah um i don't know how they're going to be able to retire and sometimes i worry i think i'm my grandparents retirement plan that's a lot of pressure because mm. i like i have a lot of pressure to succeed yeah and i'm just like Whoa. i mean especially being the first one in your family to go to uni as well that's a lot yeah. of pressure. It is. I'm really good under pressure, though. It's fine. Diamonds are made. Diamonds are made under intense pressure. Put that on your CV. <laughs> <laughs> All you need to know about me is that diamonds are made under <laughs> intense pressure. And I'm a diamond. Um, yeah. But heaven and earth, heaven, hell, and earth, I think are the same thing. And I think people have interesting theories about Earth potentially being purgatory as well at the same time. Well, that's why, um, a lot, and a lot of people believe that that's what um, spirits who haunt or spirits who are like around, they're stuck in purgatory. No, oh, I'm making sure I have unfinished business. Why? So you're gonna haunt <laughs> So I can just, like, just flip off lights and shit. It's very distressing for the soul, though. Yeah. Um, like they're not happy. Yeah. Even if they appear to be happy, they're not happy. Like that's, make it work. that's why, like <laughs> in spirituality, a lot of healing work they ask you to call upon your bright and well ancestors, 
um, because not all of your ancestors were able to resolve their their issues in their lifetime and not all of them are able to serve you in a way that will be good for you some just kind of are serving their own agenda Um, so I guess you know you have to think about yourself and your happiness and your lineage that comes after you as well like do you want them to be thriving and happy and successful or do I don't you know how you tell you this but it's the end of our line but like <laughs> if you decide to adopt yeah true or, or like <laughs> most likely one, one or both of your brothers will have siblings and so yeah. you'll be a um an uncle yeah. or an aunt or an aunt or a nondescript or a um <laughs> what's like the generational term for that there isn't, isn't really we one. should create one right now Ankle. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds American. <laughs> an uncle. Uh, an uncle. An uncle. An uncle. Yeah. An uncle. 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 An Oh my god! Oh my god! It just comes and goes. Like. I love that for you, and like, like that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. That's why you want to be quirky. You, you want to be like, did you guys have a tumbler? I never had a tumbler. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, 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 Anki. Anki. I like Anki because it's like you know when you say like. That's my uncle, but like it sounds like Anki. Yeah. Like Anki. I thought there would be a gender neutral term for it. We should invent one. I can't think of one. <laughs> right. Like, there's not a gender neutral term for grandma or grandfather. True. Grandpa. I mean, there's, there's like grandparents, but that's for both, right? Grandpo. Grandparents? I mean, grandpo. Grandpo. I mean, that's, that's, a, my, that's my grandparent, right? Would you, would you be a grandpo, though? A grandpo. I would just be a grandparent. But you wouldn't say grandparent Lucky, or would you? Would you be like grandpa Lucky? Well, I I would have like grandparent one and grandparent two. <laughs> Actually, A and B. <laughs> or maybe Actually, like one and A. There we go, because that that's equal. I call my grandparents um, G one and G two. Yeah, that's not bad. But like they always like make a joke between them about who's one and who's two, yeah. and it changes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but I would just call my grandparent like, like, I mean. Say both my partner and I, or my partners and I, were gender neutral. I would just be like my grandparent, lucky, or my grandparent. Yeah, I guess that works. Robin or whatever, you know, like. Mm. Yeah, but there's also not a gender neutral term for like niece or nephew as well. Yeah. Like we just need to like come on people. Yeah, I mean, how hard is it? Mm. We make up words all the time. Yeah, true. The dictionary gets added to every day. Yeah. We can make up words like sheesh and shit like that, you know, like... <laughs> what a good example. <laughs> sheesh. sheesh. I can't do... Kebab. Yeah. No, I mean, okay, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know, like, and like, words like yeet and shit like that. Load. Yoat. Yeeted. Yoated. <laughs> like, there's a past yoated. tense for yeet. There's <laughs> a past tense for yeet, but there isn't a gender neutral term for nephew. <laughs> or niece. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Yeah. Interesting. Things to think about. Maybe you can do a, a presentation about it. Yeah, well, there's like, there's like, there's like sibling. Um, well, like, if you had to be a gender neutral, you, you'd have to be like my sister's kid, you know, or like my sibling's kid if they were both like gender non-conforming people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, it's hard to like identify which person you're talking about. Mm. Um, yeah. English is a made up language. Mm. It is just a combination of other like cultures. Definitely ancestral languages would have a solution. True. I'm gonna meditate on it. Mm. Let us know. I will. Maybe we should close out. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today, Lucky. It was Hello. a pleasure to be able me. to speak to you. Yeah. You're a little ray of sunshine. You're yeah. very cute. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. I'm very looking forward to spending um, next Wednesday with everyone. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be fun. I'm so excited for my PowerPoint. <laughs> I'm so excited for your PowerPoint too. Um, but yeah, thank you for sharing so honestly and so vulnerably with yeah. us. We really, really appreciate it. And um, 
We hope you can catch up on our episodes. Yes, I think we'll try. Yeah, he's a fake fan. I'm not a fake fan. I'm yeah, just you haven't even listened to him. He doesn't have enough time. Don't get mad. People are busy. Don't get mad, get even. Oh, no. <laughs> just like throws me in the side of the head. <laughs> <laughs> Love you all, thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. I hope the fan reception goes well. <laughs> Bye.